Hello and welcome to the Paddle School Podcast. Your host and paddle coach Sandy here. Each episode I will share with you my paddle coaching experience, bringing you top tips, latest news from around the world and interviewing some of the leaders in the industry and all to help you play your best paddle. So let's not waste any more time, get comfortable and enjoy the episode. In this episode today, we're fortunate to have Richard Brooks with us, former World Paddle Tour player and British number one, and he's here to talk about his tennis and paddle experience. He's played many World Paddle Tours and World Championships and also has a good experience on the coaching side of the game. So it's going to be great to dive into it and see what he has to say. Okay, Richard, first of all, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming on this podcast. Um, you know, I know you're a, you're a busy man and um, you know, I really appreciate you spending the time with me today discussing some uh, tennis to paddle advice and tips um, to kick us off can you start with your your kind of background where you started firstly maybe with the tennis and then how you got into the paddle from the tennis yeah well I've started uh, at seven years seven years old I started with tennis uh, when I was living in Martinique in the Caribbean and then from there I started uh, actually I started tennis and golf uh, I stayed there for three years and then um, when I came back, and obviously I, I thought uh, to carry on playing tennis. I actually think I stopped playing tennis when I was 20 or 21 because I wanted to do some coaching. I, actually, I, was, I think I was much better a coach than a player. So I, and then I started coaching some top players until, when I'm, until I was 28. And through all these year, those years from 23, 24, I think is when I started to know what was paddled. And I think I played my first uh, World Paddle Tour. Actually, I played Paddle Pro Tour, the tournaments before the World Paddle Tour. So I think I played like for eight, uh, eight or nine years. So were you, were you kind of, when you started playing paddle, were you based in Spain at the time or in the UK? Or? For tennis, I was based in the UK. When I was uh, 13, we decided that, uh, that I go to, to the UK to study because uh, I was the only one in the family that was... Uh, I wasn't speaking English properly, you know, because I was always in uh, in Spain or, or in the Martinique. So my father just decided that I go there, and uh, and because I had a chance to play for for Britain when I was young, so I stayed from uh, when I was 13 until 18 years old in the UK, you know. And since and then I did not know what was paddle. I think I played once, but I didn't know I, I didn't know what was uh, paddle. And and. When you were learning paddle, you mentioned there you thought you were a better coach than player, but I remember you in the UK when you were a teenager and you were a very talented and stylish player. And looking at your paddle now, it's also very kind of stylish, like the way you play. Would you say, um, how was your kind of experience learning paddle from, from your tennis? Because if I looked at both, I would say you've got a kind of very unique, similar way of, of playing both. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people who say that, that they what they see me playing paddle is what they saw me playing tennis. You know, I have the, actually the same style. The only difference from both is when I used to be a tennis player, I was still a very immature boy. You know, I was very immature. immature. You know, you get some, some people that they, they get mature earlier. And I was the guy that, in my case, I was a little bit later. I wanted to be a tennis player, but I wanted to have fun as well. This was the difference from tennis. And now in paddle, for example, I know what I wanted. In two years, I was already playing on the professional tour. 
And it, it's an interesting point because, um, you know, obviously you're saying that they're, they're basically you're, you, you were more mature when you started playing paddle. And, and I kind of feel like in paddle, you need that mindset uh, to be a bit more mature on court, just the way the game is strategic and the way it's played. So when you started the, the pro paddle tour at that time, um, how, how was the kind of process of getting up the rankings? I know you've seen pre-previous now for the World Paddle Tour. And I mean, you know, there's a, a huge number of very, very good players. What was it like, you know, back then when you were kind of just starting on the tour? You know, now the difference from when I played the Paddle Pro Tour, they, it, it was much slower. You know, everybody used to play a little bit more touch, you know. Now they play touch, aggressive, you know, the ball comes a little bit faster. So I think I had a really, it was a good time for me to start on to play paddle. And do you, do you think it's got faster? Is that um, a kind of, you know, players are physically training harder or the technology or the, the ball and the, the court surface is faster? What would you say kind of contributes most to that? Well, the, I think it's a little bit of everything, okay? Because it, it's not like everybody goes plays faster in every ball. I mean, what they do is now there's a lot of variation about speed, speed balls, yeah? Sometimes they play fast, they play slow. The, the, the structure before was, okay, let's play to the weakness, you know, which, you know, you can still see that, but you see it with, uh, you know, just by slow volley, fast volley, playing into the middle, you know. Now, nowadays, you know, when you get a, a lob, uh, everybody, trying to smash it harder now, you know, which before was always a bandeja, always, you know, it was always a lot of bandejas, you know. So it was, um, you know, this, those kind of changes has, has made a big, a big, a big change in the sport. And how would you um, compare, because obviously you played the Futures, Challengers, um, even, you know, a couple of the, the kind of slams. How would you compare the, the kind of professional circuit in tennis compared to paddle? I know when you probably were playing paddle, the professionalism wasn't as high maybe as it is now, but how would you kind of compare, firstly, yourself as a player going to those tournaments, but also the, the kind of atmosphere around the tournament? I can say still tennis is way, way above, you know, paddle. You know, tennis is still very professional compared to, to paddle. Paddle is getting there, you know, I mean, obviously they're doing the right things. A little bit slow, obviously, for, for my thoughts, you know, because it's been eight, nine years. And I think it can grow a little bit uh, faster around the world or in the countries where all the, you know, where the sport is being played. You can see a big difference. And I suppose, I mean, obviously the prize money is, is a factor on that. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of has a knock-on effect with the, the professionalism. Um, and also you and I, we played quite a few world championships uh, together as well within paddle. And how do you find the, the kind of atmosphere at those? I mean, do you enjoy playing in those more than you did the World Paddle Tour? Or? I did love. I mean, I, I did enjoy playing the Europeans and World Cup, especially with you there. You know, we had some good fun. The difference what you see from uh, those tournaments and, uh, and the World Paddle Tour well, when I played, it's like, obviously, if I get to the main draw, to the in the in the world paddle tour if you play the pre-qualies or qualifying hundreds of people were watching you know which is okay but once you get to the main draw you get uh, between two thousand to five thousand depends how big is the uh, you know the, the the arena and in the in the world cup or the european where we played you know everything was very nice you know it was professional but wasn't big enough to you know follow the people to come and watch 
you know, only the main, only the the center court. And do you, I mean, I think um, at the moment, I my, my kind of personal opinion with World Championships, European Championships is. It's great for the sport because all of these countries compete and then they go back to their countries and then they kind of share their experience and they start training. But I think at some point, you know, the, the world championships will hopefully reach that level. Um, or do you not do you not think it will catch up with the, the kind of professional tour of the game? Yes, I mean, I am, I'm pretty sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to get there. You know, obviously I thought it was going to be faster earlier yeah, because it's a big boom. If if we think about, you know, if we compare all the sports together, this is the fast growing sport. Yeah. So it's growing, everybody's playing, but professionally it's not growing as fast. Because I mean, I think that the game is is growing at the social and recreational level so fast in every country. And I just like you say, I don't know if it's at the professional level they can't keep up or they're just not thinking forward enough to introduce the prize money or make, maybe being as flexible enough to allow new countries um, to host the games, for example, or, or, or spread the, the tour. Uh, maybe that, that, that could be the, the issue. Well, you see, for example, for in my, my, own, my own opinion, which I am, it's like uh, if, if we look back on the Wikipedia of the, when the sports came, you know, like uh, football or other sports, you know, they were fighting to be, to see who's the, who has the power, to, you know, to, to run the sport, right? And I think we are in that moment, you know, everybody wants to be the boss of the sport, you know. So there's a lot of fighting, you know, between, uh, you know, companies, uh, brands and everything that they're actually not coming together, you know. So the sport grows higher, you know. They want to be the only one, for example, World Paddle Tour. Yeah, straight down. That's that's my opinion. You know, like I think uh, if I was part of the, you know, of the of the cir- of, of the circuit, I would let other brands come in. You know, and then obviously make it uh, make it uh, bigger. But they wanna they wanna run it themselves. You know, so that's why you see every year. You know, the 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 price money is increasing. Obviously, you know, they're doing a good job, but it's not good enough. Because it's not possible that the number twenty in the world has uh, after uh, um, uh, World Paddle Two has to go back home and have to give lessons. You're talk, talking about the the kind of the you know different companies trying to get involved. I mean, I've been involved with Paddle for kind of eight years. You've been in even longer, and it seems like the whole time I've been involved, there's been this issue. And and I'm sure you you you're you're even longer than that. And I'm sure even from the beginning when you started playing, it was the same. Like, uh, you know, the question is is how long it takes to resolve this, <laughs> because at the moment it's like you say, it's stunting the game a little bit. Before we go down that rabbit hole, um, my next question is whether you're playing the World Paddle Tour or you're playing the World Championships. You mentioned that we have played once or twice uh, together. What would you look for in a partner? And I mean specifically for yourself, like what, what uh, kind of characteristics do you play well with when you're playing with, a, with another player? In, in my case, for what, whereas when I'm speaking with uh, all the players that I've been playing with, with a different kind of uh, variations they have, I think I'm very, I can play with any kind of player. Or, or, I mean, I think the most important, the, fir- the first thing is to understand each other. This is the very, I mean, the first thing. You know, because if you don't understand each other or you, you know, if you don't get along on the court, this is the first mistake. 
you know, it doesn't matter how good or what a good smash you have, or you can, you know, we can do some good structure together. But if you're not getting along, this is the first thing. And I mean, you can see that in every in in any other World Pal Tour tournaments when the players are getting angry. You can tell how good they are, you know, what potential they have, but if they're not getting along. So that's the first step. And actually, when you talk about that, you, you're actually referring almost to the, the, the personalities as opposed to the kind of game styles, right? Like, you know, they have to kind of be on the same page with how they approach winning points and losing points and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just to just to kind of move on a, a slightly different uh, topic here. So, um, so Richard, obviously you've coached and played both sports, and I'm talking about tennis and paddle, you know, to a good level and successfully. Um, and, and a question that I face a lot when I'm talking either with parents uh, of kids that play or um, tennis players themselves is they feel like paddle hurts their tennis. Um, what would you say to um, players or, or parents that are, are kind of saying that? Well, first of all, I mean, obviously, you can. I cannot tell them that they're wrong, but they are, you know, because if you see uh, the top tennis players, especially the Spanish, the Spanish players, you know, like uh, I'll give you some examples, like uh, Verdasco and Feliciano Lopez. After the tennis training, they go crazy running into the paddle court. You know, they play everyday paddle. You know, which I do. I play tennis and paddle every day, and it doesn't affect me to the uh, to worse. Actually, it helps me. You know, there's a lot of things that you can you can catch up. You know, like uh, for example, um, it makes my 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 volley much better. You know, it gives you. You know, it, there there are there's a there is a lot of things that helps you out, but it's not going to affect you at all. Sorry, I was going to say I think you're you're a good example of that because you. You know, you coach tennis, you're playing tennis half the week, you come, you know, then on the paddle court half the week, and then when you come to the World Championships, it's, you know, your level is is, is obviously good in, in both. So um, what what advice would you give to someone that is playing both sports? Like, what, you know, when you step onto the paddle court, what do you, what do you kind of say, or, or what are a few things that you think, right, I need to step straight into my paddle game here and not get kind of confused with that rolling top spin or, or whatever it might be from the tennis court? Well, the first thing is enjoy. This is the first thing. You know, when, when you enjoy, then you see the things much more clear. When I, when I step in into the, from tennis to paddle, you know, I, I, what, I, what I put in my, my mind is like, I'm going to play a little bit more of a touch game. You can see the court a little bit, sl- a little bit uh, smaller. And you, you, you know, you can you can do a little bit more doing uh, tricky shots, you know, if if we can say, you know, compared to the tennis, you know, because tennis, you know, you really have to get behind behind it, behind the ball properly. You have to hit the ball very good, nice and sweet, you know. Which in paddle, you know, you have, you know, you have uh, more variation shots. Having watched you play, I'm sure everyone can uh, appreciate the trick shots that you do. <laughs> And um, what, so, so what advice would you give to someone that is, you know, from a tennis background, learning paddle, like what, what was, you know, would be one thing that you think that they should focus on, you know, when they, when they're starting the game and to, to improve their performance, obviously enjoying it as well, but you know, looking at performance. Yeah. Well, see the, the first thing, what a tennis player does when it goes into the paddle court. Um, and I've seen many, many do, do exactly the same 
what I did is uh, they go on court and they are scared to to leave the ball pass back, you know, like to to get a rebound, you know. The first thing we need to think about is like the glass is our friend, you know, it's actually helping us, you know, you can play with the glass, you know, it's not like a, it's your enemy, you know, obviously your opponents are looking to, you know, to feed the ball uh, into the double glass, but if you learn how to, to work out with the, double, with the glass, double glass, side glass, you will see that it's, it's more your friend than your enemy. So I would, I would uh, you know, what I would say is just to do a lot of baskets with the glass. They cannot get the ball in front of the ball. They can let the ball pass and just play nice and easy. You, you have more time and you can just think twice what you want to do with the ball. Kind of moving track slightly now, what, uh, what, what's the, the future of Richard Brooks looking like at the moment? Obviously, you've recently um, opened a, a paddle club in Benidorm. Um, what's the name of the club? Padolindor La Cala. La Cala. So that's obviously one to watch out for if you're in Benidorm. Um, but, you know, you're doing some coaching tennis at the moment. You're obviously going to be involved with that club. And um, I know you do some stuff with Adidas, kind of clinics, exhibitions, things like that, as well as things with um, the LTA. So what, uh, you know, what are your kind of plans or goals for the next, uh, let's say, five years? See, I didn't want to end up playing professionally, paddle because obviously this is my uh, this is what I, what I enjoy I enjoy uh, the competition so um, my aim is to play it's uh, some years of world Health tour again you know not 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 full time like I did but I, I you know I do want to play uh, I'm also playing veterans ITF uh, I mean seniors ITF tennis which I just I kind of won a tournament just before the, the, the coronavirus. So it's, it's, uh, it gives me a, a pretty much fun you know, to come back again and play tennis. But obviously, you know, my, my biggest aim is to, to run you know, the club and, and obviously uh, just train with a tennis player. That gives me flexibility to do all, the, all what I want, just like playing with the World Cup tools, seniors, exhibitions, to, you know, to keep going well, uh, as I'm doing. So, Richard, my last question is, if knowing what you know now, what one thing would you do different when it comes to competing on the tour? And this could be, you know, your tennis competitions or your paddle competitions, even your approach to competition. Um, is, there, is there something that you wish you kind of know now as your mature self for, you know, entering these tournaments? So, so uh, yes, the, the, the first, I mean, the first thing I would do, I would uh, have in my mind to start on again is really to, you know, to take care of myself, you know, train a little bit, you know, with, uh, with some players, exactly what, you know, like, for example, when I used to play the World Pato, I used to go to Alicante, which is uh, half an hour away from me. I would go almost every day to, you know, to, to train. Uh, really to do my fitness and um, a good, um, you know, good, uh, good nutrition. You know, I think everything is very important. You know, very important to to start. You know, to start thinking. You know, your goal. You know, just to get into into the, on, on court and to really think that you're hundred percent shape. You know, that's actually the most important. And actually, uh, a kind of question on that is what what percentage. Uh, importance do you think preparation is to the actual tournament because obviously when you go on the match court 
you're on the match court and any preparation you've done has already been done. So now you're focused solely on the match, but you know, how important is that preparation? You know, what you train, everything is going to come on the, in the, in the, in the match, you know, because that's what, that's what your mind is actually thinking, you know, in, especially when you're under pressure, you know, because it's very easy to play when you, when there's no pressure, you know, but it's much more difficult when you, when you're under pressure and when you're under pressure is where all this back, you know, all this back time, you know, that, that you've been working on is, is going to come on that time, you know, so it's how well you, you can manage the, those situations. So, yes, I mean, it is very important, you know. Good, good, good answer. Um, well, Richard, thank you very much for your time. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, one of our earlier episodes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, where can people find out more about you? Um, social media, do you have a website for the club, that kind of thing? Uh, just be on, on my social media, you know, on Richard Brook. Yeah. Richard Brooks, uh, yes, that's it. That's all we need. Perfect. Well, Richard, I hope you're, you're training ready for the, the World Championships. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll partner up this year and I'll see you on court. Of course. Looking forward for that. So great hearing from Richard there about his experience in tennis and then paddle. And also good to hear how he really does believe that playing both sports at the same time isn't a detriment to one or the other. If you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and hopefully you'll join us for the next one.